in a moderate training day plate, so as we increase our movement, so for example, if you're exercising or moving your body in a duration of about an hour or so, this is where we would adjust from the easy training day plate to the moderate training day plate. So what does that entail? This plate would be about one-third protein, one-third fruits and vegetables, and one-third whole grains. So if you look at this plate, and I know you're listening to this, you're not prob- you might not be watching this on YouTube, but if you are just thinking about this as you're listening, what is changing on this plate? Okay, from the easy training day plate, we are increasing the amount of carbohydrate. So I want to remind you, as I have talked about on so many previous episodes, remember guys, carbohydrate is the main energy source for your muscles at moderate to high intensity levels. So if you are increasing your intensity level, your frequency or duration of movement, especially if we're getting to about an hour or maybe a little bit more than that, this is where carbohydrates play a more important role. So this is where it would be more important then to start, we still eat our protein food first, but now we want to make sure that we have fruits, whole grains, some vegetables on the plate as well, so that we are getting in adequate carbohydrates at each meal. Hi, welcome to the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, a bariatric sports dietitian, and I help post-bariatric clients achieve their fitness goals through better nutrition and addressing the problems that come from typical bariatric and sports nutrition advice that just don't work for an active bariatric lifestyle. Welcome to episode 43 of the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, bariatric sports dietitian. Today, I wanted to dive into the different ways to go about developing a nutrition plan that will help you fuel your movement goals and which plan might be best for you. When I work with my individual clients, I provide different levels of meal planning services to help them fuel their movement goals. Everyone is going to be different on how specific they want to get in their meal planning and the level of guidance that they want or need. There are three different methods that I have used with my clients over the last several years. You know, I've been a dietitian for almost 17 years now, and um, I have found that every person has a different comfort level or a different need in terms of how to understand developing a nutrition plan that works best for them. So I want to talk about these three different ways, the pros and cons of each, and hopefully help you to identify which one might be best for you. So the first is developing a specific meal plan. So this is basically where we create a meal plan that's going to meet your specific calorie, carbohydrate, protein, fat, and micronutrient goals. This is for someone that's very detail-oriented. This also generally pairs well with someone that wants to log their intake, and they really want to be able to understand what they are eating to meet specific macro and micronutrient goals. So again, this is really a tailored plan that's going to give you specific meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, etc., to meet whatever these micro and macronutrient goals are. Generally speaking, these will um, be accompanied by recipes as well as a grocery list. So I have found that in this particular service that I provide to my clients that this is really helpful usually in the very beginning. So again, for someone that's coming and they're like, hey, you know, I had bariatric surgery. I'm, you know, one year, two year, five year, whatever post-op that I am. I need to understand exactly how to eat to meet specific goals. A meal plan can be a really helpful tool. 
because it's providing you both a visual, but a very specific way to, you know, what should I eat for breakfast? What should I have for lunch? What can I have for dinner? And it gives you the portion sizes, you know, obviously the specific foods to meet those needs. Now, where I find that a meal plan can kind of outgrow its welcome, so to speak, is that, you know, as we move on, you know, and as you are able to, you know, learn from this strategy and implement it, you might find that it's a pretty restrictive way to go about it. And um, as a dietitian, my honest thoughts on a meal plan is that they have a time and a place, but that they should be used kind of in a short-lived sort of situation, right? And so that they're not meant to be followed for life. Because nobody's going to follow the seven same days of eating, you know, every day for life, right? There should, you know, eating is about incorporating variety and um, balance and traditions and cultures. It's not just about meeting specific numbers. But again, the reason that this can be helpful for some is that it really just eliminates the confusion that can be out there with what am I supposed to eat, when, how much to meet specific, you know, calorie goals or whatever to meet these goals that I have with my, you know, my exercise or my movement. And so it can kind of eliminate that and relieve some, you know, stress or tension when you don't really know what to do. Now, again, a con of this, I would say, would just be that a meal plan, it can be restrictive, especially if you're traveling or if you're eating out or the holiday season, right? And so the key with a meal plan is really understanding the principles that are going into it. So when you're working with someone like a registered dietitian who can help you to really be educated on what foods are going to meet specific carbohydrate, protein, fat goals, calorie goals, et cetera, that's going to be key so that you can take that meal plan and then say, okay, these are great ideas. Now, how can I go about creating meals and snacks, et cetera, that are going to meet these goals as I move forward? And then I would just say lastly, too, that as your training changes over the course of the year, that means the meal plan has to be adjusted as well. So remember, through that concept of nutrition periodization, your goals and your needs are going to change over the course of the year to mimic what you're doing for your movement. So that means that your meal plan also would need to change. So again, working with a dietitian, we can help you certainly to make these changes as you need to. Um, And again, hopefully as you move forward, you can use it just as a tool to get that momentum going. And then again, be able to implement your own personal recipes and, and, you know, food preferences and things like that so that it's a more flexible plan. Now, another tool that I have used um, in terms of developing a nutrition program for someone is doing more of a macro-based plan. So a macronutrient plan means developing your eating patterns around meeting specific carbohydrate, protein, fat, and calorie goals. Now, there's a spectrum to that too, because I'll have some people that just want to have calories and protein goals, um, especially after bariatric surgery when you know that protein is paramount again, as I mentioned. Um, some folks just want to continue focusing on just meeting their protein goals, and that's totally fine. Again, there's nuance, there's a spectrum as to what's going to work best for you. Now, in terms of a macro plan, what's important to know with this plan is that you would need to understand, you know, the different foods that fall within a food group and their calorie, carb, protein amounts per serving. So for example, if you know that one ounce of lean meat is going to give you approximately 35 to 55 calories per serving and about seven grams of protein, you can then choose which meat you want to use and you can increase the portion to meet whatever those macro goals are for you. So for example, if I just said, I know that one ounce of lean meat is going to give me that seven grams of protein and I'm trying to get to, let's say 20 to 30 grams of protein at a meal, I know that I 
can select really any lean protein and I would need about three to four ounces of protein at each meal to meet those macro goals. So what's cool about a macro plan is that it really gives you a lot of flexibility and variety so that you're not just stuck with, oh, I have to eat this particular meal to meet, you know, my calorie macro goals, et cetera. I can mix and match. I can pick whatever lean protein I might want. I can pick whatever vegetable that I want or fruit or heart healthy fat. Because again, what's cool about going by a macro plan is if you understand what foods fit into each food group, you know that they're pretty interchangeable in terms of their overall energy, um, you know, what they're providing you for energy. So for carbs and proteins and fats, if you are picking a fruit and you know about what the portion is that's going to equal other fruits, you can pick whichever one you want. You know, whether you pick an orange or an apple or a banana or a pear or grapes or cherries, they're all going to give you about 60 calories per serving and about 15 grams of carbohydrate. And understanding that allows you then to have that flexibility. So I have found that the macro, um, you know, meal planning system for a lot of folks is helpful. Um, It's just really about understanding, you know, the portions for each group so that you can make those changes on the fly. But I do like this method. Um, It can be helpful. And I will uh, note, too, that this, like the meal planning uh, method, generally Logging is a helpful kind of accompanying piece to this because if you are aiming for set macros and things, it does require some logging so that you know that you're hitting those, right? So logging can be a a helpful piece to this as well. Now, the last method that I want to talk about that kind of moves away from, you know, calorie tracking or macro tracking is going by adjusting your plate. And so in Active, you know, bariatric individuals, you might have heard about performance plates, you know, and seeing those online. If you ever search performance plates, there are lots of different, you know, ways and 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 kind of different distributions of athlete plates or performance plates that are out there. And so I'm going to kind of go through how I have tweaked this for active bariatric individuals and how you might look at this in balancing your plate as a way to focus on how I'm going to meet my needs in a day. Okay, so basically balancing your plate is going to include particular food groups in particular proportions based on your activity level. So those proportions will change based on what you're doing day to day. And what I really like about this is that, again, it gets away from those that number oriented focus, because for some people, it doesn't work for them to be tracking or to be counting calories. And honestly, in in real life, I would say for the majority of people, tracking day to day is not something that they might want to do for the long term. Um, You know, I my whole theory on tracking is, you know, it's a good way to understand as a checkpoint um, what I'm consuming at a certain given time point, right? You know, if you're just starting and you're like, hey, I want to, you know, hit X body composition goal or I'm training for a marathon and I need to know how many carbs I'm eating to, you know, fuel my workouts, then yeah, having those numbers and, and data is important, certainly. Or if you're wanting to change body comp and you're just not seeing those results that you want, Understanding the numbers and having some targets to aim for can be helpful, certainly. But for life, hopefully, you know, again, eating is something that we should be enjoying and it's part of our 
every single day life. And so getting away from numbers can be helpful for a lot of folks. And so the plate method can certainly be a helpful visual tool um, in understanding how to incorporate different food groups to meet your goals. So I like to call these the active bariatric plates um, because these can be specific to active bariatric individuals. um, And it doesn't require, again, the tracking of calories or macros. And it's very flexible. It's very flexible and you can use it anywhere at any time. Okay, so let's talk about this. So, for example, in this method, there are three different plates that can help you to guide, uh, you know, your overall intake day to day. And it's going to be based upon your activity level. Now, in the first plate, the easy training day plate, you will notice it mimics a pretty typical bariatric plate, right? So half the plate will be your lean protein. A quarter of the plate will be those whole grains or complex carbohydrate foods. And then a quarter of your plate will be the fruits and vegetables to provide color and fiber and micronutrients. That's a very typical standard plate that most surgical centers will teach um, to someone that's just had bariatric surgery. And again, in this plate, we always still focus on eating our protein food first, and then we move towards the other food groups, the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains to kind of balance that out. This is a typical day-to-day plate for a bariatric individual. Now, in terms of how do we tweak that for someone that's more active, an easy training day plate is going to mimic a typical bariatric plate because the need for carbohydrate is not high. So when we are moving our body in a low intensity, you know, way or for example, if the duration is at about 30 to 45 minutes in duration, a easy training day plate would be appropriate. Okay. So for movements such as walking, low intensity cycling, swimming, yoga, you know, so lower intensity movements, lower in duration. um, This is the type of plate that would be very well balanced and would provide you with the nutrition that you need. Now, these are just plates for meals. Certainly what I usually teach in terms of snacks is if you're going to incorporate a snack, you again want to still incorporate a protein source and then pair that with something with fiber or even a heart healthy fat. So that would be an example of a snack plate, for example. Okay. But in a moderate training day plate, so as we increase our movement, so for example, if you're exercising or moving your body in a duration of about an hour or so, this is where we would adjust from the easy training day plate to the moderate training day plate. So what does that entail? This plate would be about one-third protein, one-third fruits and vegetables, and one-third whole grains. So if you look at this plate, and I know you're listening to this, you're not prob- you might not be watching this on YouTube, but if you are just thinking about this as you're listening, what is changing on this plate? Okay, from the easy training day plate, we are increasing the amount of carbohydrate. So I want to remind you, as I have talked about on so many previous episodes, remember guys, carbohydrate is the main energy source for your muscles at moderate to high intensity levels. So if you are increasing your intensity level, your frequency or duration of movement, especially if we're getting to about an hour or maybe a little bit more than that, this is where carbohydrates play a more important role. So this is where it would be more important then to start, we still eat our protein food first, but now we want to make sure that we have fruits, 
whole grains, some vegetables on the plate as well, so that we are getting in adequate carbohydrates at each meal. So typically in a plate like this, again, you're going to be increasing those foods that are providing us with that energy source of carbohydrates. Okay. And then the third training plate would be the high intensity training day plate. And in this plate, you will notice that half the plate now is incorporating more whole grains. A quarter of it will be your fruits and vegetables and a quarter of it will be your lean protein. So we never get rid of our protein, right? Because we know that as a bariatric active individual, protein is still important, right? We still have to meet our protein goals, especially if you're wanting to increase your lean muscle mass. We still need to eat protein at everything, every single time we sit down, right? Every meal should still have our protein. But again, as the intensity, the duration, and the frequency level increases for our movement, carbohydrate needs increase. And so what's cool about these visual guides is it just shows you how to make these minor adjustments as you're increasing your movement, okay? So for example, if you're going to be moving your body for about one to three hours for activity, like endurance events, running, cycling, triathlons, or if you have multiple training sessions in a day, um, or if you, for example, are going to be carbohydrate loading in preparation for an endurance event, maybe you're going to be doing a, you know, 10K, a half marathon, a full marathon, or, a, you know, triathlon on the weekend. In the three days prior to that event, a high intensity training plate would be helpful because we are really emphasizing increasing our overall carbohydrates in those days. Okay. Prior to a endurance event where carbohydrates are going to be really important to top off those muscle glycogen stores, because then as you enter that event come Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it is, um, you have adequate carbohydrate stores in the body to really help you get through that movement paired with whatever you're doing on training uh, on the event day with your nutrition. Now, for the majority of active bariatric individuals that I work with, I would say that the easy training day and moderate training day plates are going to be your typical plates, okay? Um, but what's great about these is that they give you the ultimate flexibility with choosing what you want to eat and really helps to increase the variety of your intake, right? Because if you're really focused on every plate incorporating you know, a lean protein, fruit and or vegetable, and a whole grain, you're doing an awesome job of increasing the variety of your macronutrients, your micronutrients, and your fiber intake, you know, to help pair with that protein. And so it can be a really great way to just visually show you how to make these minor adjustments so that you can fuel properly for the amount of activity that you are doing. And if you're wanting to get away from the tracking or logging or, you know, following specific meal plans, you know, you can utilize these plates as guides to help you adjust the portions of the food groups based on what you need for your activity level. I'm going to be posting a diagram of these active bariatric plates on my Instagram account. So definitely check it out. Um, after listening to this, please go to my Instagram page. You'll be able to um, see these plates there just so that you're getting a visual guide, um, you know, as to how to make these changes. And honestly, I'd love to hear from you. What meal planning method has worked best for you? Um, everyone is so different. And this is why I always remind folks that, again, there's a reason and a season for different methods, right? There is no right or wrong way to go about this. And in fact, I often have people kind of 
hybrid. Like, you know, some are going to do some tracking, but they're still doing the plate method because the plate method doesn't really tell you exact portions. It really gives you that freedom to select what foods you want and really just adjust the proportion total on the plate. Um, but I find that some people like the, a little bit of the detail, which is like, hey, I just want to know how much protein I'm getting. So I'm using the plate guide, but I am tracking my protein in a day. That's totally fine. What's great about knowing these different methods is finding what works best for you. And as I've talked about on so many episodes, as, as we've gone through, you know, all these episodes in the past year, it's really about trial and error, guys, you know, and I've talked a lot about the fact that I wish that there was more research on this specific area of, you know, nutrition for active bariatric individuals. But until that time comes, we have to really go through a lot of trial and error to find what works best for you. What's your comfort level? What's your, you know, understanding level in terms of nutrition? You know, do you need more education on that? Do you need someone to help support you and provide you with accountability? You know, it's just about finding what you need. So I just want to encourage you, finding a plan that can work best for you is what's most important. Um, certainly, if you're feeling lost or confused and you're like, oh my gosh, like I have no idea which of these methods would work best for me, you know, can you help? Please reach out, guys. Send me a DM. You can always message me on Instagram. You can go to my website. You can schedule a discovery call if you want to, and we can just kind of talk through, you know, what are some of the options out there? What do you think would be most helpful? Do you need someone to provide you with some real accountability and one-to-one -one help? I'd be happy to be that person, certainly. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out and message me um, or feel free to schedule a discovery call. Just go to my website, which is activebariatricnutrition.com forward slash discovery, and then we can chat more about your individual goals. So I hope that you found today's episode helpful. It's kind of a shorty episode, um, but I just wanted to kind of talk about this because I do get a lot of questions on, you know, what's the best way to go about this? You know, and again, I always just come back to what's going to work best for you. And we have to find that plan and, you know, method that's going to be the best way that you can implement, but also stick to, right? And, and really get that momentum going so that we're fueling your movement goals uh, that are going to be individualized to you. So as a reminder, you can always watch the full episodes of um, this uh, video of my um, podcast on my YouTube channel, which is the Active Bariatric Nutrition Channel. So go, go give it a like and a follow. And if you wouldn't mind just sharing this podcast, maybe with one person who you think would find this information helpful. I'd be so grateful for that. You can also follow me on my social media, which is um, Instagram. I'm at Active Bariatric. I have a private Facebook community that you are welcome to join. Just go on Facebook and search the Active Bariatric Nutrition Community and join our growing community where we have daily discussions about what are our needs for fueling all these exciting movement goals. So go check that out. And you can also follow me on my TikTok channel where I'm posting a lot of you know, videos and uh, hopefully some entertaining, uh, you know, videos there, I guess I should say. So thanks again for being here today. As always, I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in. I hope this information is helpful for you. Shoot me a message if you ever have any, you know, ideas for future topics that you'd like to hear. I would love to hear from you. Um, and also any feedback on the episodes or questions that kind of come up if you listen to this and you're like, geez, what did she mean by that? Don't ever hesitate to reach out and send me a message. Okay, happy to answer those. So I guess we will uh, do this again next week and I will see you then. Take care, everybody.